0: Of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure, the sound of the new. Whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure
1: Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine With radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes Sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today Your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments And now here's your host, Bill Sparks
0: Educates, syncopates, radio
2: Well, hello, and welcome to All Things Radio 625 here on April 14th, 2022. Hope you all are well, and we are, and we have a busy show. So, Jeff, take it away.
1: Okay, thank you very much. We'll uh, say good Good morning or good afternoon or good evening to everyone joining us. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow it up with uh, Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes. And next up, Bill Sox will present a feature on John Miller, the sports announcer who was very, multi- is, I should say, was, is multi-talented and currently does sports announcing for the San Francisco Giants. Next up, we'll do a classic air check of my favorite radio station. And we were talking about this a while ago, about underdog formats that people either you like them or you don't like them. This is WCBS-FM in New York City in August of 1971, just before, well, just about a year before they went to their oldies format. Finally, we're going to travel to Sydney, Australia, and we're going to listen to a radio station that has been on the air since 1931, or 32, I should say, and that's 2CH, and they say 2CH for classic hits, but it really the CH stands for church, because that's who it was owned by in 1932, and their classic hits format, I think you're going to find it kind of interesting. So without further ado, I'll turn it back over to you, Bill.
2: Well, thank you very much, Jeff, and per usual, every week we sometimes try to find an indianapolis nugget for bernie this this may make news no place else it's not relevant nobody really cares but we do so here's my one for you this week 1070 well have you heard the latest rumor about the a religious group filing to put 1070 back on the air and buying it from Emma's. Yeah. Uh,
3: now, Bill, are you going to try to are you going to try to get Bernie a job there too, Bill?
2: Might as well. <laughs> I'm
3: hearing
4: though that they uh, they're having a lot of trouble. Good.
1: Well, the zoning problem is that, is that well, it's one of the biggest problems right now too. Exactly.
2: I mean, I mean. Seriously, you would have if that went through. You would have that frequency. You would have fifteen hundred. You yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, have them all over the dial. Um, so were they having the
5: zoning issue? or Was it the group out of Fort Wayne that was
1: having the zoning issue last year? Yeah, that's, that's that's the group that's trying to buy the one. Well, on
2: well, there's another 7, one, right? That's not. Oh, there's really, another one now too. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a religious oh. group. And I don't know. They might have their zoning act a little bit better, but um, th- they want to get the frequency back on the air. And I think they have to August third to get this done. So lots of luck. Lots of luck.
1: Yeah. So, because if it doesn't go back on the uh, by August third, it gets deleted from the table, and then the companies have to bid. Start for the policy, over. It has to go through an auction. Yep. So.
2: I don't think there would probably be any problem with Emma selling the frick I mean, if they're not going to use it. If some group would come up with the money. But what are the problems you're hearing about, Bernie?
4: Well, I think it's the, the fact that a lot, a lot of people don't want them in their neighborhoods, as they said. You know, they don't want... They don't want these towers uh, anywhere near where they are. And this has happened a couple of different times now. And I don't know why anybody...
1: Would sign on an AM
2: station at this point. I really don't know. No, I mean, the,
1: uh, is there room for any AM uh, for any more FM translators? What if they did sign them on, but were able to get a translator? Is there room in the, on the spectrum for that in uh, Indy?
4: That's a good question. They seem to put them anywhere they can, so
1: I, I don't know. Well, the problem
4: with translators is they're not full market coverage,
1: so even they, they, right. they don't. Exactly. But they don't care. But as long as they get some some penetration in the city. That's, uh, that's all th- they care about.
2: There's probably room. You could probably put one on, but then you have to have either an some other station or something t- so... Like, that's how... You know, 93.1 and all these HD channels and all that stuff. I hear people complaining today. Somebody called in, I can't get the signal. And I'm sure that's hurting them just a little bit, but they just don't. I mean, it used to be when you had a 3,000 watt FM station back in the 70s, and then they all boosted their power, or most of them did. They didn't like 3,000 watt stations, you know. They just, you remember that when, oh yeah, exactly. Right, for sure, yeah. You never heard of a translator. Never. In fact, can you tell me a translator that has a killer signal? I don't care. I don't know
1: one that has a killer signal, but it depends on where it's located. If it's if it's if if it's in Chicago, for example, and it's on top of a huge building, uh, it, 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 it 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 because the higher the tower the higher the facility where the trans transmitter is located the lower the power but it doesn't matter with that the, the height is the important thing yeah we have everything. a
5: 99 7 here that has a is probably about for the is probably the best it is like like a 30 something mile
0: coverage area there
2: there's another place i sent a resume for bernie to it's at 94.3 i believe they have a killer signal they have a real good signal. They're in Spanish, of course, but they have a real good... Can you get that station, Bernie, or you just kind of blew yeah. past oh, it? Yeah, oh I yeah, mean, yeah. that... I,
4: uh, I, I have applied
6: there, uh, but... <laughs> the <laughs> well, you've got to sign up for Babel first, so you can yeah. uh, do your yeah. conversations <laughs> <laughs> and get ready, you know. <laughs> yeah, they sent me a response in Spanish, and... Uh, yeah, right, yeah, so you don't know if they said yes <laughs> or no. Just <laughs> remember the no doubt,
1: a word for your FM signal, or translator is location, location, location. Yep.
2: Right, but before we go to the news, <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll give Bernie my my Google phone. It translates everything from Spanish into English for me. So there you go. maybe beautiful. Maybe okay. that that would do it. But 94.3, What that's a That's All life. I need. <laughs> I, all I need. Right there. And if you really get real. Real, then we're going to shift you to 92.7. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> let's wow. do the news before I get in trouble.
1: I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. ESPN Radio makes changes to its afternoon lineup. Seattle gains a Patriot, and in Chicago WLS AM is looking for a new morning host. Finally, we'll let you know what's happening on the street. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, with sports and talk making news. First, let's take a look at the world of sports. ESPN makes news with its national program lineup. They've added Chris Carlin to fill in their afternoon drive vacancy. Chris Carlin will be hosting with Chris Canty. He replaces Mike Greenberg Jr., whose contract wasn't renewed at the end of February. Chris Carlin comes to the National Network of ESPN after working locally at ESPN Radio WEPN-FM in New York City. Chris Carlin had also been doing fill-in work for the ESPN National Network as well. Now let's move our microphones to Seattle, Washington. iHeartMedia Media has made changes to the radio landscape at 1090 KRPT-AM. The station is now known as the Patriot, and they've dropped their extension of the KJR-AM sports brand. The station is broadcasting the syndicated fair from Premier Radio Networks. Mornings will be held down by Glenn followed up by Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. This will be followed up by the Sean Hannity Show and the Jesse Kelly Show. With the move of Sean Hannity to KRPT AM, the show will be getting live clearance on this radio station, rather than being recorded for broadcast on KVI AM in Seattle, Washington. Now let's move our microphones to Chicago, Illinois, where Cumulus is making changes to the radio landscape at radio station WLS AM. Bruce St. James had been doing mornings for WLS since 2020, but that's all gone. He's no longer working for the radio station. He came to this radio station after work at radio station KTAR-FM in Phoenix, Arizona. Unfortunately, Bruce St. James didn't have the ratings that Cumulus was looking for, and the station ranks 25 in the latest Nielsen Personal People meter ratings. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Let's move to Denver, Colorado, where Jerry Schemmel is back calling Colorado Rockies baseball. After being let go in 2020 during the iHeart massive layoffs, Jerry Schemmel is returning to his job calling Colorado Rockies baseball. He started calling Colorado Rockies baseball in 2010, and he continued working for the team until 2019. Before working for the Colorado Rockies, Jerry Shermal called games for NBA's Denver Nuggets. And in other news, the changes continue to rumble at radio station WNYL FM with their alternative rock format. We told you last week that WNYL FM would be picking up the syndicated Elliot Siegel in the morning show, which is syndicated by Premier Radio and iHeartMedia. While well, they've also made more changes to the radio lineup at WNYL FM. Christine Malavitz is stepping down from her midday air shift at the radio station to concentrate on her new job as Vice President of the programming for radio station WNYL-FM. The only question here is, will this be enough to save the radio station, or will WNYL's alternative rock format ultimately disappear? Now let's move our microphones to Washington, D.C., where the NFL's Washington Commanders have found a new home for their games. When Odyssey and the Washington Commanders couldn't come to a contractual agreement, the Washington Commanders needed to find a new radio home, and they've done so. The Washington Commanders will air on radio station WBIG-FM in Washington, D.C., the station transmits on a frequency of 100.3, and they program a classic rock format. IR Media will also promote the Washington Commanders on all of their own and operated radio stations in Washington, D.C. In other news, Kid Kelly has decided to discontinue syndication of his nightly show. His show was prominently aired on radio station WLS-FM during the evenings. He also aired on radio station WBSS-FM, serving Southern New Jersey. In the case of WBSS-FM, the station has replaced Kid Kelly with Kane Peterson. Kane Peterson previously worked at radio station WNYL-FM in New York City and WHTZ-FM in New York City as well. Congratulations go out to Austin Fennell, who's the new assistant brand manager and afternoon driver hosts a radio station WPSTFM in Trenton, New Jersey. The station transmits on a frequency of 94.5 and is owned and operated by Town Square Media. Austin Finnell comes to this radio station after working for Seven Mountains Media... In State College, Pennsylvania. And other news, iHeartMedia is expanding the role of Mo and Sally with an additional radio station for their morning show. Mo and Sally are the husband and wife team who have been doing mornings for twenty years at Radio Station WOLLFM in West Palm Beach, Florida. But now they'll be heard in Vero Beach, Florida on radio station WQOLFM. Both radio stations program in oldies format, and they're owned and operated by iHeartMedia. iHeartMedia is also making news because they've been given the construction permit to build a new radio station on 107.9 in Sacramento, California. What will the new radio station station become we really don't know but domain insights indicate that with the call letters of KSTE the station might broadcast the talk format and we'll let you know more about this in a future all things radio live broadcast now let's move to Buffalo New York where we're congratulating Ed Nice who's the new brand manager at radio station WBLKFM. FM WBLK is owned and operated by Townsquare Media and programs a hip-hop format Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one, and they've been number one since the beginning of the year, is indeed the Employment Recruiting Firm, followed up by NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Progressive Insurance, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, and Dairy Queen. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800 800 that's 800 693 and hit option two for the podcast team for all things radio i'm jeff bennett
2: great great job jeff let me make a little slight correction on your news there that's mike golick jr uh not mike greenberg so uh in case those guys want to say something but anyway that that's who that was
1: i can blame radio insight for that error okay thank you for letting me know that yeah I knew. all right very good bill thank you very much because i do appreciate that well, we thank got
2: you. much bigger news than that
1: well we certainly do perry we're going to get to you in a second um that just came over the wires earlier just before the show cumulus has been given a buyout offer by jeff warsaw and concert media and connoisseur media he's the head of the company and a consortium of investors. And he would like to buy the company for $1.1 billion. Now, just to show you how important this transaction could be, he's willing to pay up to $15 a share for the company and even more if, if necessary. Now, the share price for Cumulus this morning when they opened up on the New York Stock Exchange was $10 a share. They closed at $14 a share. I only wish I had the money that Cumulus Media that I could make if I was to sell that stock right now. Now, Cumulus Media is, uh, of course, you know, they own stations all over the country. Connors Media is a smaller company. They own stations in Long Island, Fairfield, Connecticut, and Frederick, Maryland. So this is a real boom for them. And it may get through without a real problem because although Cumulus is a large company, Connors Media is a small company. And depending on how the FCC rules, uh, we'll see if Cumulus has to give up any other radio stations. I don't believe that they will. except maybe for stations in, 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 even in Connecticut or Long Island, but I don't think it's going to be a problem for Cumulus at this point. So we'll see what happens there. Perry, do you want to talk about the uh, incident that went on this past week in uh, Mason City, Iowa? Yeah, we had
3: uh, on Tuesday night, we had for the second time this year, a tornado outbreak in the state of Iowa, and uh, several tornadoes were reported. And the. Uh, before we get to Alpha, I, I always yell at the media when they do badly, but Even in Des Moines, the tornadoes were not in Des Moines itself, but I must uh, give a little credit to iHeart. They did pretty well on Tuesday night. It was Sue Danielson and Trent Rice that were the two anchors here in Des Moines. But the big story occurred in Mason City where there was a tornado reported by the National Weather Service. Alpha Media has five radio stations in Mason City. Well, now they have... At least for the time being, they have one because the tower was split in half um, during the storms on Tuesday night. So four of their five radio stations, uh, I know some of them are streaming, but four of the five are off the air. The only station that remains on the air is KGLO, which is an AM talk station. And, uh, of course, Mason City probably has one of the best News anchors in the state of Iowa, Bob Fisher, is the anchor up there. And apparently he was on the air for like four, four and a half hours Tuesday night. So they at least got the weather coverage. But if you were listening on the FM, you didn't get it where you normally get it on the FM stations.
1: Well, that's what pretty interesting. Say that again, that? Mike. What frequency are they?
3: They are 1,300 on the AM dial. Oh,
1: wow. Wow. And Bernie, I have something else for you. You're not going to get away here. Um, and this might be something you might be you might have used on your show uh, when you're preparing the show. Is that the Library of Congress uh, has registered a number of recording groups uh, in their registry, uh, and this, these are these are groups who have been notable for what they've done. And but the two most prominent groups that I can tell you that they registered out of the 25 that people here on All Things Radio would know would be Journey for the song "Don't Stop Believing" and. Uh, Ricky Martin for the song "Living La Vida Loca" and they've now been registered. <laughs> now the thing is that wow. the, 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 the rec- recordings that they ref- they refer to here have to be over ten years old, and those two are certainly over ten years old. So I thought maybe be, I don't know if you're going to use it on your on your show at all, but that's something that I happen to read. Oh this my morning. God,
4: I have to use it. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, the, the weird the weird thing about "Don't Stop Believing" is. They don't even mention the title until about three minutes into the song. That's yeah. right. No.
1: but it's one of those melodies, Bernie. That that actually, as you listen to it, I, no, it, it's one of those melodies that can get stuck in your head. I mean, it's oh, it's, uh, oh yeah, they, yeah.
5: They play it at every ball game, and if you go to ball games, and everybody starts singing, and yeah, it's, it's, oh yeah. All, although, that's although, that's
3: although now nice... Steve Steve Perry does not want the Dodgers to play it because he's a Giants fan.
1: Yeah, well, we understand. Oh, wow. that but that live in La Vida Beloka, but that's one of those songs. I can't tell you how many weddings, how many uh, 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 bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs I've been to, and that's one of those dance kind of numbers that gets played at all those kind of events. And I've I've heard it over and over and over again, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, over the years. And it's a, it's it's a very popular song. It still gets it still gets played on a lot of radio stations. And well, I, haven't, oh, I
4: haven't heard it. Okay. I haven't heard it at a wedding in a long time, and I haven't played
1: it at a wedding in a long time. But I haven't. In
2: a well.
1: while, but back in the day, it was quite popular being played back then. When you, oh, were, yeah. Yeah. you were doing that, so I thought that was interesting because uh, I haven't heard a story like that in quite a while. So, so
4: whenever, whenever I play Journey on the air, I say Journey with Bernie. Uh, there, you go. Hey, there you go. It's there you the, go. the go. only but. thing that rhymes.
1: But yeah. what is the most popular song that you play for them? Like, the song that I like is one that they, you don't really hear that much. You hear Don't Stop Believing, but I like that song, Love and Touching and Squeezing, but you don't hear oh, that song really, oh, yeah. as much. Yeah. William in the Sky.
5: So
4: really, really, uh, Don't Stop Believing is probably the most popular of, yeah. of all their songs. Open Arms, is so probably number two. Yeah, it's pretty popular.
5: Yeah, probably number two, but yeah. i got to give some props. Perry mentioned the tornado- mm-hmm. the and we talked how bad it was in Austin as far as coverage on the radio, but KTEM in Temple, Texas, on Tuesday night, 1400, small town station. I think Town Square owns them, or I'm not sure who. But they did. They had the tornado in Salado, Texas, about and they did excellent coverage. I the was there for like four hours because I listened in on them, and it was they were there and they were actually covering it. We're
1: shocked. Bro. You know, the other big news, of course, if you live in New York City, and I and I can't help it because I have relatives down there. Is the is the big subway incident and the and yeah. the terrorist stuff, uh, that that really, you know, um, I have to I have to commend both all news radio stations, but yeah, but WINS it. really did a job in it. They had not one, not two, but three field re- actually four. There were four field reporters covering that story, which is very unusual. They had they they covered it from all angles, and it was just one of those things where you you couldn't. Uh, turn on the television because I can watch some of the New York City stations you couldn't turn on the television without hearing the news so it's a horrible thing that happened but the best thing that happened was that no one was no one was killed no one uh, there weren't while well, people got hurt it could have been a lot worse right they got the guy they got the guy. And they got him they got and and they, him. and they and they and they got the guy so that's all I can say so we'll and, of course, I don't think that there'll be a lot of big news now coming up to the end of the week until after after Easter and Passover, but we'll, we'll of course, always be on it. Like, I've, like I told Bill, I, I'm always monitoring the pulse of what's happening, but we'll see what happens next week.
6: Well, it may be no planned news, but with the way the weather is and the way the world is, uh, you know, uh, there have been some things. I remember, I think, it was, uh, I think it was Holy Thursday when the big Alaska earthquake in 1964 happened. So you just never know what's going to happen in this world. You know,
1: that's funny because I was listening to WWRL back then, Chris, and I remember that because they were doing news coverage about the earthquake, and a friend of our families was in the Army, and he was stationed in Alaska at that time. Oh. He, he was not hurt, but I do remember that earthquake. I remember that very well. I'm I think we had
6: it. some air checks from that a few years ago. I, I think we did, uh, you know, around that time.
1: We may. I'm, I don't remember our fan, but we, we may. We go back a long way with this thing. We've got 13 years of stuff here. Yep. So. That's right. We, we may. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you because Jennifer just tapped me on the shoulder, and she says she wants to get uh, going because she has got things that's, to do And That's today. a long
6: reach from, uh, you know, that's there true, to yeah. Albany. That's, that's pretty good.
2: From Naples, full, Florida. Like
6: April to Albany.
2: Yeah, there you go. But she's soon to be back in Indiana um, on the, what, 22nd? So it won't be quite as long.
6: No, no, she won't have to stretch as far.
7: Yeah. Well, here we go. Here she is. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of April 14th. W-K-Q-W-F-M 96.3, Oil City, Pennsylvania, changes format... From Not Available to Contemporary Christian, WHBQ FM 107.5, Germantown, Tennessee, changes slogan from All the Classic Hits to 107.5, WHBQ, WKYK AM 940, Burnsville, North Carolina, changes slogan from WKYK 940, Real Country to FM 104.7 Real Country WTOE AM 1470 Spruce Pine, North Carolina Changes slogan from WTOE 101.1 FM 1470 AM to FM 101.1 Rolling the oldies KZIU FM 101 4.5. Newport, Washington changes calls to KJYR FM. WAGN AM 1340 Menominee, Michigan changes slogan from News Talk 1340 AM 100.1 FM to WAGN 1340 AM FM 100.1. WBIJ FM 88.7 Saluda, South Carolina changes slogan from Shine FM 88.7 to 88.7 The Song WSFQ FM 96.3 go Wisconsin changes slogan from Hits 96.3 to 96.3 The Rock KHSE AM 700 Wiley Texas changes slogan from bringing the community together to radio caravan KVTT AM 1110 Mineral Springs Texas changes slogan from FunAsia Radio Caravan KJAA AM 1240 Globe, Arizona Changes slogan from KJ Radio to Jukebox AM 1240 and FM 106.1 KQXI FM 91.5 Granite Falls, Washington Changes format from Religious Teaching to Christian Rock and change the slogan from Radio U to Effect Radio. FM 96.3 Lubbock, Texas changes slogan from 96.3 K-Triple-L Lubbock's country leader to 96.3 K-Triple-L K-L-W-D-F-M 91.9 Gillette Wyoming changes slogan from the living word to CSN International K-O-N-E FM 101.1 Lubbock, Texas changes slogan from 101 point one the beard to rock. One oh one point one, KWCF FM, eighty nine point three, Sheridan, Wyoming, changes slogan from the Living Word to CSN International. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks. Wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer appreciate that. So
1: that's Raleigh James's radio station. Yes, that right? is. That's Raleigh James. That James. Is, we've, yeah. never, we've never featured that radio station on all things radio, so maybe we'll have to take a look at that. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a gold format. I wonder what those stations and what is that radio caravan? What is that? Uh, I don't know. Spanish form?
4: Uh, probably a
1: religious. Uh, uh, you know no, what? Uh, I, they are Asian language stations. Hold on. Go ahead, Bernie. You, so you were going to oh, say okay. something.
4: Those two, uh, 711 times Asian language.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, buddy. You know what? I've been saving all these uh, call it and format changes, so I'll start taking a look at some of them. So, a lot of them aren't on the internet. That's surprising, but I'm going to take a look and find out for you guys.
6: She did have KJAA on there before, and I forgot I forgot yeah, to put on it into the, my stream.
1: And yeah, and yeah I, I know it's on, and I know it's on the internet because I I used to have it in my Sono system. So I'll take a listen to it and see if we can feature it as a featured station uh, yeah, in the next few good. weeks. And uh, and the more Chris pays me, the more I'll get to do it. You see, that's that's how. Oh, it works I I know, me. I know. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Chris. All right. I'm just giving you a hard. Bernie, time did
2: because, uh, you want to say something? You were lost in the shuffle there.
4: I had nothing to say. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was Gary
6: that was talking about the. Yeah, Gary was talking about the Asian uh, the caravan there. That yeah, those caravan. two stations. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know what format they are, so we'll have to take a listen. Yeah, well, I know the stations. I think Gary and I sound exactly alike. That's
8: yeah, I mean. we do, and we look alike too. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No, we are the same person. Thank, thank God you don't yeah. move next
4: to each other. They'd be very confused. <laughs> yeah, it would
6: be. We'd confuse ourselves, which would
1: <laughs> be worse. Yeah,
6: that it would happen too. True.
1: Hey, Bill, how about you introduce that uh, John Miller thing? Because I, I listened to it earlier, and that really was a pretty good, pretty well, good interview.
2: Actually, what it is, it's an interview with John Miller and Rich Eisen. Everybody that knows sports has heard of Rich Eisen. And I decided to concentrate on that instead of all these various play-by-play clips. I don't feel real comfortable in running a ton of um, baseball clips. Uh, me and baseball have had MLB have had our back and forth going to get over the years, and I uh, so. But I think you're going to find this very interesting, a very interesting, very versatile sports announcer. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I don't think I'm going to, um, I don't think you're going to be disappointed.
6: No, so I'm sure Gunny, I won't. I, I love yeah. John Miller. I think uh, he's, as good. I said the other day when I heard about it, that he's probably the favorite announcer. He's been, a, first of all, all over the place, but he's also you know, left a good impression here, left a good impression in Baltimore, you know. And the thing is, and now he's out with the Giants, and that's a very popular team. But People really, you know, he's not lost a step. He's 70 years old now and he's just rolling right along. You wouldn't know it wasn't 1980 anymore when he came here. So.
1: And he's in from Ohio. San Francisco. He's from right. the San Francisco he had, area.
6: He went back to the yeah. Bay Area. And that's the thing. He used to pretend when he was a kid in his bedroom that he was Lon Simmons or, uh, or uh, Russ Hodges, and now there he's sitting in the, uh, the long, I, I think it's the Russ, I don't know whether it's the Lon Simmons booth, I think it is, and doing the game. So, uh, you know, he's very happy. Very happy. like when he went on costume.
5: He went on Cosmos Coast to Coast back when he used to be out on, on Sunday nights, and he would he would imitate Ben Scully, Al Michaels, and he would have conversation, have them having conversations with each other. Well, at this ballpark, it's, you know, and then yeah. and then him and Roy Firestone would both be going with all the places. Ken
6: Coleman you know. is the guy that encouraged him to do that, and Ken is pretty, was a pretty straight laced guy, but he uh, heard him do it, and he said, you know, you ought to do that on the air sometimes. So they started in rain delays and stuff. They started to do it. Yeah, well, I'm going to horse horse talk horse to Vin, or I'm going to talk to Bob Shepard, or whoever, he, the Yankee PA guy, and uh, they, and he'd play the straight man, They like, like Bob and Ray, and they would do it, and he, he really got, uh, I think John gives credit to Ken for really getting him to come out of his shell as far as that was concerned on the air.
1: And the other thing is, before we do the feature, is that uh, Vin Scully uh, really <clears throat> appreciated had no problem with it, as a matter of fact, yes. he, he loved it, so... So let's, yeah, let, let's, hear, let's, let's hear what it sounds like, guys.
2: I think you're going to join. Bernie, go get you a couple beverages, and we'll see you yeah, in... Yeah, because
1: I have nothing to say right now. Well,
2: all. we'll see you in okay. 20 minutes. We'll, okay, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see you in 19 yeah. minutes, Bernie. <laughs>
8: yeah, I'll be
2: ready. Okay
8: joining me here right in studio who i had the pleasure to work with for many years at espn when i was doing espn radio coverage of uh major league baseball the 20-year voice of espn sunday night baseball and now in his 20th season calling games on the radio for the giants after many many years doing so for the orioles john miller good to see you sir how are you great good to see you here in person on the show um so i guess let's start right away what has happened to the team that led the National League? the All-Star break, and now they're in the three-way tie for the Wild
9: Card. I don't think there's ever been anything quite like it in the history of Major League Baseball. The the real ironic part of it is that not only did the Giants have the best record in the game, but some of their key players were injured. At one time, the second baseman, the right fielder, and the third baseman were all gone at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so they had guys from the minor leagues, career minor leaguers, they had Ramiro Pena, Grant Green, Connor Gillespie. Uh, These guys all of a sudden became regulars. They had a couple of rookies uh, platooning in the outfield. Uh, Jared Parker and Mack Williamson, and they all actually did really well. They must have done well because they, they had a stretch. They were 40 and 15. Mm-hmm. But now Pence got back, Panic got back, and Duffy before he got back, got traded. They got Matt Moore, the, the right-hander, uh, for Matt Duffy. So And they traded for Eduardo Nunez, who right now is one of their best players. Yeah, he's he's definitely
8: provided some energy. There's no question about that. Isn't mm-hmm. and, and he had the one lone manufactured run for Bumgarner until the bullpen blew it again. I mean, the back end is Really, Casillas' uh, disintegration is the only way to put it. Has I mean, I don't want to put it on just one person here, but that has truly crushed this team in the second half of the well,
9: season. The, the bullpen's been a problem all season long, but the the, the irony was when those guys all got back they went into slumps. Pence immediately went into a terrible slump, and so did Joe Panic. And uh, the guys who had replaced them were actually doing a lot better job of, of hitting, especially, than the regulars when they got back. So, which happens sometimes. The guy misses two months or six weeks or whatever. Uh The bullpen has been a problem in and out all season long. That's been a problem. Uh But I've never really seen anything like what has happened recently. Hmm. The last, uh, before last night, the previous nine games where they led in the ninth inning, which nine games, you should be 9-0. Oh, maybe eight and one if something went wrong right. they were four and five they <laughs> lost five games of the last nine that they were ahead in the ninth inning now that was not something that was happening all season the, the previous the rest of the season before that when they had a lead going into the ninth inning they were 86 and five so that's remarkable you know, that's, John. that's still not a great record as as major league baseball
8: goes but it's the difference between being maybe five out behind the Dodgers with a couple weeks
9: ago or right there in the hunt for the NL West well how about right this now. the Giants began play last night six games back of the dodgers in the west the dodgers have blown three games all season which they led going to the ninth inning the giants have blown nine games which they led going to the ninth inning that's a six-game difference the whole difference between the two teams is basically holding that ninth inning lead versus not holding it so what does bruce Bochy do i mean how is he
8: handling this odd twist of faith for i mean it's an even numbered year don't don't the baseball gods know that this is this should be the Bochy giants year?
9: well i I keep thinking that uh, this may be just part of the, the script because two years ago, this time of year, with just 10, 12 days left, 2014, there was no chance that the Giants were going to win this, this World Series. There was, there was no chance that they were going to do anything in the postseason. They had one reliable starting pitcher, Bumgarner, and they had no left fielder. Remember, the left fielder ended up being their third or fourth string first baseman who basically had never played left field in his career. <laughs> he played a couple of days the final weekend and never got a tough chance, and they asked Bochi, well, uh, Ishikawa. Uh, can he, did you learn anything? Can he play left field? Close enough. Put him out there, <laughs> and they ended up winning it all. So I think they feel Posey and Bumgarner and the the main guys in the team, Pence, uh, that if they get there, they know how to win, and that they'll uh, they'll wreak some havoc. But they have this last period of the season to try to figure out that late inning bullpen, mm-hmm. which for no contending team is this time of year ever sort of holding auditions for the closer's job. But that's where the Giants are right now. If you had this problem the first month or two. You work it out, and then you play the rest of the season and uh, go with what you've discovered. Uh, this is sort of uncharted territory. You have to be trying to do that now. It's, with just yeah, a few days left. And, it's, and if it doesn't work out in the
8: April, May, in the auditions, maybe in July you can go trade for somebody. But now, yeah, yeah. there's there's no recourse in that regard. I've got John Miller sitting here on the Rich Eisen show set. What happened with Bumgarner and Puig the other day? What happened there, John?
9: As I think it, tell. Really, it had almost nothing to do with, with the moment, which was Bumgarner throwing out Puig at first and them being in close proximity to each other after he did it. Uh, But Puig immediately, after he ran past first base, he turned the wrong way. If you look at the video of that, Mm -hmm. he turned towards second base. You don't do that after you overrun first base. Every major leaguer knows you don't, every minor leaguer knows you don't turn towards second base because if you end up being called safe, then they just walk over and tag you out. But he could not wait to stop, spin around, and start glaring at Bum going, Mm you know, what? And uh, uh, nobody had said anything at that point. And uh, so I think it had everything to do with the past between these two guys. So, uh, and, and that's what it's all about. They've had their run-ins, and they've had their, their glaring matches. And uh, uh, and also, I think they have a great deal of respect for each other. Because you do. The first time Bumgarner ever faced Puig, uh, he was burying that hard cutter and fastball right in on the hands. And then he threw him his best changeup away. And Puig was right on it and hit a home run right down the right field line at Dodger Stadium. First time they'd ever seen each other. And Bumgarner was stunned. Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. He's never seen anybody do that. And he thought, wow, this guy's pretty good so uh the, the rest of it is just the the competitiveness i think but uh and and puig being puig and, and bumgarner uh let's face it there there was almost a brawl in spring training the cubs and giants were playing mm-hmm. and uh and i can't i think it was dexter fowler he struck out and then he starts talking to the runner at second base as if bumgarner's not even there and then bumgarner the guy starts asking him about the pitch like he's upset with the the, the guy at second mm-hmm. and bumgarner thinks he means that the guy at second was tipping pitches to him so now bumgarner gets upset and starts screaming at him everybody's like, well, what's he screaming about? You know, And that's all it was. It was a spring training game. It was Bumgarner versus Arrieta. The final score, by the way, was, I don't know, 16 to 14. Uh, neither <laughs> course guy it was. that well. Of know, course so. it was. I love it. That's
8: John Miller here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, and you're saying that you haven't seen much, anything like uh, what's happened to the Giants over the last few months, and you called the Jeffrey Mare catch, if you will, and I want to talk about that and other things from your from your career. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back in sixty ticks the clock to do that. In the meantime, I want to tell my listeners and viewers that you you have a chance to win a $250 gift card from Fanatics our friends at Fanatics. You need to go to richiseandshow.com right now though and submit a picture that shows how you are your team's ultimate fan. So at the end of the week we're all going to take a look at these pictures that are on richiseandshow.com. We will vote on whoever has displayed their most fanatical part of their fandom and you get $250 gift card from Fanatics. It's the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues teams players you love. Officially licensed everything. Fanatics. Back with John Miller in just 1 minute's time. You're on The Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, one of the more delightful aspects of working at ESPN when I did, John Miller, is that I got to meet you, and I got to pick your brain whenever I got to call baseball games. I've, you were kind enough to speak to me on the phone when I was probably two years into my tenure at ESPN, asking you questions about calling games. And I, I've recounted this story before uh, when you were called into the show earlier. But I asked you, what do I do if I'm in the middle of telling a story? And the ball hits the bag, hits somebody in the top of their head, and it bounces. What do I do if I'm in the middle of telling a story? Do you remember the advice that you gave me about how I'm able to just stop what I'm telling and describing the action? Do you remember that piece of advice at all? It's okay if you did not.
9: Uh, I'm, I'm not specifically uh, remembering it, but... <laughs> so
8: let me help you then. The, the ball gets hit. You have to s- describe it. Well, you just said that it's like you're talking your friends and the most beautiful woman in the world has walked in the room. Oh, no. You don't remember that, that? That's what I said? That's said. Yeah. And you're like your friends and your friends and your friends understand that, is pretty that cool. you've stopped telling the story. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then I once years later, so do, act it out for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm telling this story to John Miller and he doesn't recall telling me this part of the story. And Oh, Wow, she's beautiful. And so anyway, well, what's the story? That by <laughs> the way, is, that's exactly what years later when my wife who you know from back at ESPN days as well, uh, and I were having dinner. I always stopped telling stories whenever she would walk by. <laughs> <laughs> nice
9: job. I, I have, I've been wanting to admit that to you for years <laughs> well, I'm glad that we're now getting it out in the open
8: but my wife and I we were having dinner she with was a star <laughs> she still is <laughs> That uh, we were having dinner with all, all people through mutual friends, Donald Trump and he stopped telling a story in the middle of his story and saying wow she's beautiful and I told him about how you John Miller gave me advice one day and I'd never seen it acted out in real life in real person until he did it <laughs> and he just made his nuts sort of like his Donald Trump face and then continue telling a story, <laughs> you know, but I've never heard you say what you just said to me off camera, what your children have made you do. So why don't you say what you, what are your
9: kids well, have made you do? they just said dad, uh, not that you're like a real old passe guy, yes. but you'd be a little more current if you did Instagram, because I always have taken a lot of photos. Okay. And then I text them to the kids and text them to my wife or sure. whoever. And, uh, they said, so just put those pictures on the Instagram. Okay. So I don't know anything about it, but they showed me how to do it. They okay. set it up for me. Yes. And uh, and I, I've been doing it. I really enjoy it. And uh, it's, it's, it's. And really, the whole point is to. They give me a, the, the, the big thing is hashtags. It's not just the photo or the film. It's the uh, the hashtag that you put with it. And they give me little uh, things to put. And, uh, and and it's a lot of fun. John so, Miller's uh, hashtagging right now. Yo, oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you you want to take a picture? Rich Eisen show or... on fleek. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> Sorry. The hashtag the way, I have to drop. Somebody, somebody dropped that. Yeah. That's incredible. Rich Eisen's wife Susie. On fleek. Yeah. I'm I'm into that one. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah. Squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. That's good for you and your your guys here.
8: Yes, this is yeah, all works. Yeah. What is oh your What is God. your What is your Instagram handle, John?
9: Oh, uh, at it's the little yes. at sign. Yeah. Uh, John J O N Miller mm-hmm. S F Giants.
8: Okay, yeah. So, so it's, it's an, a baseball thing. Well, you could do real John Miller. You know, people do that because they want to either somebody's already, if you will, squatting on the real John Miller, just John Miller, or it makes it seem like you're more popular that I. There's fake accounts.
9: Oh, oh. So you might yeah. want to step. You know, I'm just. I, I'll, I'll leave it to your kids. Yeah to tell you how to Instagram. I'm, I'll have so. to have a, a, a consult with the uh, the fam and see what they say about this. <laughs> Squad but, uh, goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, uh, you know, the funny thing was opening day in San Francisco mm-hmm. and uh, and Vin Scully is the best there ever was and Vin always maintains his cool. You know, he's like the, he's the James Bond of baseball broadcasters. No matter what happens, never breaks a sweat, never gets overly excited and just handles it. Uh, opening day in San Francisco, Hunter Pence hits a grand slam and very exciting. The places, going nuts but it's a tight tense game and i don't know what i was doing but i you know way back then whoa you know it's gone a grand slam for buster Posey's <laughs> good friend hunter pence <laughs> and you know <laughs> john we actually <laughs> so, <laughs> we actually have do you have that
8: ready yeah, l- when- l- let me pull it because we we were gonna we were gonna play it for D- we you. actually have that let me
9: let me grab it's it it's so so well, well the point of what yeah. i'm talking about is sure because of this social media thing yeah. hunter pence immediately after that changed his little bio on his Instagram and Twitter and whatever else he's got, and it now reads, at least it did at that time, I'm Buster Posey's good friend at Hunter Pence. And... And he and Buster, they did little Instagrams with pictures of each other. Here I am with my good friend, Hunter Pence, and you know so on and so forth. Oh, that's great. So they had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I became very famous in the worst possible way. Huh? Oh, when he screws up, he recovers beautifully. Yeah. Oh, John. Best I've ever seen of the recovery after he screws up. Hey, look, wait. one of the most incredible calls I've ever
8: heard was your call of Jeffrey Meir Because there's no way you're expecting in a big spot, in a big playoff game, in Yankee Stadium... A young kid to reach over and rich garcia to botch the call and you were on it the entire time it's it a, a young a fan grabs it and rich garcia is calling it a home run I and mean, you were on it right away john i don't know how 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 are you able to as a
9: broadcaster to expect the unexpected well th- and this also is a, this is another mistake i've made a lot of mistakes and uh, rich over the years not just the 100 pence thing uh because everybody was asking me that question that night and the next the next day and uh when the ball got out near right field tony Tarasco is the right fielder he squared up under it, mm-hmm. and I checked the TV monitor, the the network covering the game. They had a close up of it, and I saw the kid reach out and intercept the ball. And <laughs> he Tarasco wasn't even—he was squared up, waiting to catch it. And then the umpire, then I look at the umpire to see what he's calling, and he calls it a home run. So I, I had the kid grabbing it. I had the umpire making the call, and then immediately chastised him. You know, uh, wow. oh my goodness, what a poor call by that umpire. Well, oh, you, uh, you're you're broadcasting. You're seeing what you're calling yeah. what you see. So they're all asking me, how did you see? You must have been six hundred feet away. Uh, how did you see all of that in the moment? And so I told her I looked at the TV monitor, which mm-hmm. that should have been my secret. I, I realize now.
8: No, no, no. I mean, you're you're utilizing all of your tools that are that are sitting right there. And um, and you mentioned Vin. You know, his last broadcast is going to be in a booth next to yours up at AT
9: and T Park in San Francisco. What what is your relationship with Vin? Well, uh, having done the Giants game the last twenty years, one of the great benefits of that is that the Giants play the Dodgers so often. So we- we got to see Vinny three times a year down here and three times a year up in San Francisco. I used to sit with him, have dinner before a game. Uh, and for me, I'm always just picking his mind for stories because he's got all the great stories. He loves to laugh. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun because he grew up a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, by the way, I had the, the, one of the all-time great opportunities. I did a sit-down interview with Vinny for 35 minutes. Which, no kidding. It's hard to get Vinny for 35 minutes right now. Because yes. everybody in the world wants to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was f- for the, something the Giants are going to do in a, uh, some kind of a special they're going to produce on their uh, regional sport network up there and at the ballpark things that they'll show uh, of that and uh, i was trying to get them to say what if it had been horace stoneham and russ hodges who'd called you instead of red barber in 1950 and you end up you'd ended up broadcasting the giants game than the dodgers you know can you just give me a what if and give me a it's time for giants baseball <laughs> What he say? Well, even as I was starting into that, mm. he says, "Oh, you mean do a? It's time for Giants baseball." So he didn't do it the real one, but he did it. So, but you do a, a, a crazy Vince Scully imitation. So you want to do it right now? It's time for Giants baseball. <laughs> yeah. Brought wow. to you by Farmer John, freshly dressed, Eastern fed, pure pork sausage. Mm-mm. Yeah, I...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's great. great.
9: Wow. You know, uh, years ago, uh, before I was at ESP. Uh, Vinny was doing the Game of the Week on NBC. He was in New York in a studio. I was in Seattle in a studio where the Orioles were playing. Mm-hmm. And a Sunday morning show on ESPN might have been you. I, I can't remember who been. the host was. But he's interviewing the two of us about pennant races. And then out of the blue, he asked me if I'd do this Vin Scully impression. So I do a thing of Vinny in Japanese, and he's so famous now that even in Japan, the, the broadcasters try to sound like him. And, uh, and I thought it was a little bit of a tribute, you know, mm-hmm. and I do Vinny in Japanese. And then Vinny starts speaking Japanese from the studio in New York, which... I thought, now that's the best ever. What does that sound like? Watashiwa, Karako in the stadium, ni orimas. Hajime mashde doziorushka, lo, ball two. Um, now the host then says to Vinny, he says, now Vin, how do you feel about John uh, doing this impression of you? And uh, mm-hmm. and Vin, Vin basically says, uh, he, he knows there's a fine line between making fun and having fun. Oh, sure. But he takes it as all being in good fun, although he's much happier being the imitatee rather than the imitator. <laughs> yeah. And then I do just what you're doing. <laughs> and now 20 minutes later, I'm walking back to the hotel through downtown Seattle thinking, Did did I just get cut up into a thousand pieces and didn't even know it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, now that is good. Uh,
8: John Miller here on the Rich Eisen Show. Would you mind sticking around one more segment wrap up the show? Thanks. Before we send you to Chavez Ravine for the finale. Pull up a chair. (laughs) Stick around one more segment. Take an (laughs) interview. Well, I've got a good idea for one last segment here. We'll have have you uh, take a selfie with me as Vin Scully on your Instagram account. Okay, so get ready for that. That's John Miller next here on the Rich Eisen Show. John's got 41,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, I know, I saw. By the way, this is a, just a two-minute, 20-second-long oh, okay. TV only segment. Okay. Last week, the person in, uh, like yesterday, in your chair, uh, Jeff Garland, the actor and comedian, did not know we were on the air live and said something very not safe for work, John. <laughs> so I just want to make
9: sure you understand. Oh, You're crying life. out, PJ. Yeah. <laughs> That could happen,
8: yeah.
3: Joe, what's your favorite ballpark
8: of all the ones that... Because you've been in so many.
9: Well, uh, as a broadcaster going to Fenway, there's there's nothing better than that. Because the game is so unusual at Fenway. With the, the big wall mm-hmm. and everything is right in front of you. The crowd is great. And when the Giants went there this year for an interleague play, it was fabulous. The Giants had thousands of people had made the trip to go to Fenway. Oh, they wanted wow. to see Fenway. Sure. And they started doing, let's go Giant." And Red Sox fans, instead of just trying to boom and throw things at them and whatnot, started doing competing, let's go Red Sox. And it was the most wild thing I mean, I've done a lot of Yankee-Red Sox games there uh, on ESPN Sunday night games, and I've never seen that electricity in that ballpark, because of, let's go Giant, let's go Red Sox, let's go, you know. And it was loud, and it went through a whole inning like that. So, Well,
8: uh, I, I mean, I, I remember when I was doing ESPN radio studio shows, and then for the World Series, I got to go on the road. There was a lot of World Series games in that old Yankee stadium that was, I, I'll never forget it. But I, I, Look, I grew up a Yankee fan from Staten Island, so
9: it was particularly they, special to me. They, they were the building. best fans to me. Mm-hmm. In that era, because uh, and after September 11th, we were there almost a whole month. Yes, and they just started things like uh, Jorge Posada would come up, and a whole section would go hip hip, and then they'd all jump up. Jorge, <laughs> and, <laughs> and by the fourth at bat, the whole stadium did it. Mm-hmm. It was just phenomenal. And uh, yeah, you called Jeter's home run as Mr. November. Yeah, that, that home run yeah, at, uh, that World Series. Yeah, he he went oh, in yo. this tight, tense game, a huge game. He goes to Tory. It's just past midnight into November. He says, Mr. Tori are you still going to manage? And he says, what do you mean? It's the 10th inning. And he says, well, your contract is expired.
8: <laughs> I never heard that story.
9: I kind of thought maybe you just walk out of here and go wow. to the clubhouse and take your pinstripes <laughs> off. And did he hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
2: There you go.
1: Excellent interview. Wow. Excellent. That's a very good interview. Wow. I, yeah, I got to yeah. tell you. And, <clears throat> and as, as being growing up in the Bronx, he's talking about uh, family Park and I, I lived so close to the stadium that whenever the, whenever there was a home run or something really went on at the stadium, I could hear the crowd from my apartment. That was that's uh-huh. awesome. That is awesome.
6: I just we were, when we were, my friend Rick and I, Rick who's on Sports on we had our room in the dorm uh, the fall of 72 and there was a big Ten race going on and, and we could hear, we were listening to the game on the radio, but we would hear the sound come down the street. It was, you know, a few hundred yards away. It would take about five seconds for the sound to get down the street, but you'd hear the crowd sound after you'd heard it on the radio. It was kind of cool.
2: Good and, stuff. Hey, you know, what ever happened years? to Roy Firestone?
5: I don't know. I don't know. I was asking somebody that <clears throat> the other day. I don't know what ever happened. He, after he left ESPN, he kind of just disappeared. But, I mean, John Miller, probably the last 30 years, probably the best national broadcaster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, yeah he did. But he did. ESPN for twenty years. He was when the ESPN finally got baseball. He was the voice. Him and Joe Morgan, probably the best national broadcaster.
6: Yeah, and he did them. the World I, Series when I, Vince I, Scully gave that up when uh, left. You know, when when the games left CBS, Vince Scully had been the last World Series announcer they had. He did the World Series on the radio for what about eighteen years or something like that. Yeah, uh, the yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, he did it for ESPN Radio also. Yeah, the and, Yeah, and They got and, it. And, I mean, I just think of the Venn doing ja- Venn doing Japanese. That was great.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: good. And the funny thing is, Vin Skelly is still active. I mean, not that he does you know oh. sports stuff, but he was doing commercials. If you live on the West Coast for AT and T Fiber for uh, for, for well, internet service, he,
5: mm-hmm. he posts stories out there, audio stories out on his Facebook. Yeah, it's on Twitter YouTube and or
6: something, and, and yeah, we and hear them play sometimes. Them all. Yeah.
5: yeah, he, he, he tells stories. Yeah, he puts his, he's putting his stories out there on social media for people.
6: Well, the thing, too, that he did that was really cool was right after the pandemic started, he, he said, you know, I've, lived, I've been here a long time, and I lived through World War II, and I lived through this and that. He said, everything's going to be all right. We're going to get it back together. Everybody's panicking right now, and it's understandable, and people are missing their uh, people that they see. But we will get through this, and we're a great country, and we will survive, and that's what he said. And and
1: and 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 in reality, that is what is happening right now, Chris. Uh, we are getting back yep. to normal. It may not be as quick as you as some people may like it to be, but at least here in the Albany, New York area, it is pretty much back to normal. I went yeah, to a restaurant last too. week, and yeah. it was packed. So it's it, that's all I can say. So, oh yeah, you know it, it is what it is. And uh, but I've always loved I've always loved Vince Scully, and you know when you go out to California and hear hear. And you hear those commercials for Farmer John's. I mean, that—that's that—that was his trademark. I mean, I was out in Los Angeles back in 1980, and uh, and and got to enjoy listening to him calling games back then. So you know, it was, it was pretty pretty cool. So, and I'm not really—and I always because Bill, and I kid, he kids me about it, but I'm not really the sports person. But you can't go to Los Angeles and not turn your radio though. Uh, I think it was KBC that had the Dodgers or. I forgot what station yeah. had it back well, then. For a while,
6: it they, they was KFI for many years. But the thing is that they, uh, what they did in the ballpark is people would <laughs> bring their radios because they were playing. In the first three years of their uh, time in L.A. at the Los Angeles Coliseum, which was a hundred thousand seats, and you couldn't see baseball very well from there. So you'd be uh, the game would be a rumor, so they would bring their their radios and listen to Vin. And then uh, you know, even when they got to Dodger Stadium, which is a more normal ballpark, you know, fifty-five thousand, whatever it is. They could see better, but they still had gotten in the habit of listening to Vin on the radio. Well, it didn't, it's almost like it didn't happen unless Vin has, has called it. So that was the yeah, thing. Yeah, and when you
5: were there in the 80, it would have been KBC
1: because they had already got yeah. him
6: by then. Yeah, that's and right. By, and not KFI only did them the first, like, 20 years or so when they were there.
1: Right, and not only did Vin Scully do sports, he actually had, a, for a very short period of time, a, a variety show that aired on CBS television. Uh, you might, may not remember because it wasn't a big thing. But it did air. Maybe it was syndicated. But he did have a variety show, and of course, I I I know people who say that they have recordings of him from 1949 when he was in college at Fordham University. So, um, wow, yeah. of, that that is kind of interesting. So, what more and can John I say? John Miller
5: talked about. Yeah, John Miller talked about his blooper. You know, getting the name mixed up. There's a whole there's a whole thing on bloopers where they caught themselves. I mean, that just shows the part he was able to catch himself in mid sentence instead of just. Said. I mean, a lot of these old guys would. I mean, they'll let the, let the wrong name slip out and blame it on their age or something. But he caught himself and corrected it. Uh, Buster Posey, Hunter Pence, thing. yeah.
1: That's true. Mm. Well, how about if we move on to a, an air check? I wanted to say something. I've dedicated this, and you'll hear it at the end as well, to Tim Arnie because um, I know the kind of music that Tim likes because I've been listening to him for so many years, and I think, uh, he a, and I think you're going to understand why I dedicated this to him.
2: Let's hear it so, right now. This is a real contrast from what we just did.
1: Yeah, and remember before you before you started, Bill. Before you started, Phil, uh, Bernie, we talked about underdog formats, but this is one of those formats where I got to visit the radio station and met a lot of the announcers, and they were so open and cool about people who couldn't see visiting them and understanding us as 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 people. Yeah, I think this is going to be a cool air check.
2: Yeah, yeah let's hope so. Really
1: this week on All Things Radio Live, we're traveling back to New York City, and we're going to listen to a radio station that I really enjoyed. Yes, it's one of those radio stations that had a format that just didn't last, but between 1969 and 1972, they really did try. The station broadcast the hybrid progressive format with top 40 elements, soul elements, folk elements, and so much more. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Les Turpin, who at that time was the program director for the radio station. So without further ado, want to sit back and enjoy radio station WCBS-FM from New York City, on July 12, 1971, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
0: Listen to WCBS,
1: FNN. Stephen Stills from his new album,
10: Stephen Stills 2, Bluebird Revisited. Someone listen once Bluebird Revisited.
0: New York is something that you've got to feel, to touch, to taste, and see. And if you've got any sense in your ear, you've got a
4: mind
10: to hear. WCBS FM, New York. Noon before Al Cooper, Janis Joplin, and uh, trust me, this is Les Turpin with the music at WCBS FM Stereo 101 until one, and then Bill Brown returns from a two-week vacation in the Bill Brown Show from one to five.
0: WCBS Stereo
10: 101 with a song about a girl named Amarena. Never knew a girl named Amarena. Elton John, Amarena. WCBS FM. Let's relegate Elton and the band background, to support. Move John Baldry up to sing lead from his new album, It Ain't Easy, with help from Elton John and the band. Rock me when he's gone. Warm the wine and give it to me, just one more time again. and John and Rock Me when he's gone. Good piano. And I've got some nice piano coming up for you uh, right after these commercials at 18 minutes after 12 noon from Al Cooper's uh, album before the most recent the Easy Does It album. Got a song called Let the Duchess Know. It's got a very tasty piano in the middle of it. First we gotta get these out of the way. When
0: you say bun-
10: Al Cooper, Let the Duchess Know. Album called Every Picture Tells a Story, and this song's called Maggie May 101. Maggie May.
0: Wake
10: up, Maggie, I think I got something to say to you. Maggie May, and then again Maggie May Big Alice May, and then Big Alice May It's 25 minutes before one o'clock, and Les Turpin with a big gulp of coffee down the wrong tube. <clears throat> so we'll give it a go here anyway. Have you two? What's more frustrating than a gulp of coffee or something liquid down the wrong tube? Are you living in New York? Or why not enjoy Eastside luxury? Pay Westside prices at the newly redecorated Seville Hotel, where you can experience all the comforts of home. Fully air-conditioned rooms with large-screen television, and uh, that starts as low as 30 bucks a week only. And uh, also take advantage of equally low daily rates. Enjoy the luxury of full hotel service. You relax in any of three restaurants on the premises, daily maid service, and 24-hour switchboard coverage are just two of the many extras at the Seville. Uh, Complete cooking facilities are also available for only $5 a week extra. Live in style, that's you, at prices you can afford to pay. Stop by and see for yourself. The Seville Hotel is located on Madison Avenue at the corner of 29th Street. And they also have a phone to themselves, in addition to watching out for the one in your room. Here's their number, 532-2960. 532-2960. It's on the fashionable east side. You and the Seville Hotel on Madison Avenue and 29th Street.
0: WCBS Writer. The Midnight Rider.
10: Baby, Leon Russell. Being pushed by Jim Kelter. Keltner, I'm sorry. Headed that's some good licks from Buddy Miles, CBS FM, and Buddy Miles' song called Midnight Rider. It's 15 minutes before 1 o'clock, stereo 101. The man in blue is on your side And he has a
5: tough job to do For all of us You know the scene So won't you help him
11: along Cooperate with the New York police
5: officer In your neighborhood
10: A public service message From your New York City police department Let's go back to September 12,
0: 1970 Last summer There's a
10: -A 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 group that had one record in them Studio record. It was a good one. Alive and kicking. Tighter and tighter. You know I got to show you Alive and
0: kickin'.
10: This cut from the Dave Mason album from last year. Didn't get all that much acclaim. Tremendous album. Sensational album, as a matter of fact. Dave Mason, shouldn't have took more than you gave. Dave Mason from an album called Alone Together last year. Great record. Super record. Shouldn't have took more than you gave. Guess who's back in town? Bill Brown. Two weeks on vacation, he returns to do the Bill Brown Show, which is scheduled at 1 o'clock today at Stereo 101. My name is Les Turpin. I'm here Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 1. Big Al's been playing the records and taking care of the technical things. We bid you a fond farewell, good day, goodbye, whatever. Listen carefully.
1: there you go. An unusual-sounding radio station with lots of familiar songs and lots of unfamiliar songs. And I'd like to dedicate this air check to Tim, who comes on after All Things Radio Live with his countdown. Yes, Tim, I think you probably would have enjoyed this radio station if you were living in New York City. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. All right, Bernie, what is your impression of that format?
4: I I enjoyed it. I can see why it didn't survive, but man, I liked it because I like a lot of those songs. Nobody plays uh, Elton John from *Tumbleweed Connection*, you know. And it's no, just, no one plays that album. Year. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and it's such a good
1: album. But mm. well, yeah, one wow. thing that that he did talk about, and I want to get to the rest of the panel as well. One thing I went to a broadcasting museum seminar by Scott Mundy, who worked at WAW, and he said, you know. I'd love to play deep album cuts, and I'd do a whole show that way, and we would not have listeners. Even though the listeners say right. they want to hear unfamiliar music, they don't really want to hear unfamiliar music. They want to hear an occasional unfamiliar tune, but they but they want to hear something that they know. Chris, what was your opinion of that station?
6: It was interesting because the only actual nod to Top 40, and it wasn't much Top 40 of anywhere else, because it's, Maggie May broke big in Boston first in like august and so it really was just starting out here in july on july 12th and you know so there really wasn't i, I that was an unusual gladys Knight song never heard that song before just popped into the middle of the, all the the album rock but that's that what they, did, they lighter, did a lot of tighter. that they,
1: they did a lot of that
6: tighter and tighter and, si- and cool. sign me up for that hotel for 30 bucks a week
1: Sounds yeah you can't ridiculous. find that i love that booty blues coke commercial gary what'd you think yeah, it was good too. Yeah, I I
4: liked it. I you know I would have enjoyed listening to it had I been able to hear it back then. But yeah, they
1: had
4: the stuff from all genres, which uh, I like. I would
1: I asked Sean and Perry what they think, but they weren't even born then. But go ahead, well, uh, you guys throw well, out. I think I think of you know because you don't hear that version of. I mean, now that
5: you don't hear that version of Midnight Rider played a lot. You know, no. you hear the other well, uh, the Allen brothers um, and the
1: Willie versions, and you right. hear those two played.
5: Perry. You didn't hear a
1: lot
4: back then, actually. Either. What about but, what about you, you, Perry?
1: You yeah. you you got that Midwest Iowa sound. What do you, what do you think of that station? I don't know. I, I, Hold on. I, 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 I think he there left you. us. <laughs> he might, he might have There
3: we there, we there we go. No, okay. No, uh, I would I would have probably <laughs> I probably would have listened to it because in for about I would try. <laughs> and then, well, of course, anymore, that's what people do, though, Bernie. They listen to something for about oh, ten yeah, minutes, and yeah. then they go and turn and fight you something else, right? <laughs> yeah.
6: Well, so what was the big comment? Uh, yeah. Now, obviously, over on AM, WABC was uh, kicking butt. What was going on on FM in New York at uh, that time? Well, summer? this
1: is 1971, and, of course, uh, we had WORFM, and they were still doing the Drake format. Walter, I'll get to you in just a second. We had WABC-FM, WABC, and they were doing album rock, but they they weren't doing well initially until they became WPLJ, uh, I think back in 73, and I don't have the exact date on that, so please forgive me, and you had WNEW FM, which was already into its album rock stage, but WCBS FM, the way they kicked off the format, Chris, is back in October of 69, the Mets had won the World Series, and there was a big ticket tape parade for them in October. And mm-hmm. they kicked off uh, in conjunction with this ticker tape parade, with cooperation with the Mets in New York City, and all the CBS announcers were on the were on the float, you know, and they were promoting the format, and that's how they kicked it off. So they had some interesting, they had an interesting radio announcers. They had uh, Bobby the Wizard Wayne, and we've heard before here on this radio on this radio show, and Bill Brown, of course, the guy that I that I told you who, who became a very good friend to me. Plus, they had uh, Bobble Lou from WABC. They tried yeah. to. They, they tried to give a kind of a because all the other album rock stations would sound like this. Yeah, man, uh, this is Jeff playing <laughs> the songs and uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we're doing a little uh, doing a little weed here and we're having a little bit of fun yeah. playing the music. And and but CBS didn't take that approach. They took a very very right. professional approach to how they did their shows. Mm-hmm. Um and and the, the, the that's how they did it back then. And of course they go yeah. went through a bunch of changes. Hold on a second, John. They went through a bunch of changes and then ultimately in July of 1972 they dropped uh, their. <laughs> progressive sound went to the oldies format and the only radio announcer who lasted from 1969 until their demise in 2005 was bill brown walter go ahead can you unmute yourself please and then we got someone in 415 land
3: there that we go might, that might um, that might be charles bill or uh, yeah. jeff sorry
1: thank you very good um, go ahead walter what was well, your yeah, opinion I, of the that 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 was pretty good um
4: a lot of unfamiliar's in there uh like the elton john one and 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 uh and the Gladys Knight one, yeah, um, yeah. But I when I think of like those type of radio, you know, the I guess the album type stations, you always think of the term I've always heard was the pissed off DJ uh, sound. You know, they they really sounded like this, like they were really just really you know really enthused at what they're doing. You know, you know that that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, thank you, Walter.
6: Uh, For- if I consider them to be a radio station that tried to suit
8: everybody, not just hard rock, but a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
1: Well, and that yeah. maybe that may have been what killed them. Also, but but one thing that you have to say about them is that they, that when a radio station and this is CBS, so of course they had the money to, to spend. they were owned by the big CBS Corporation, Columbia Broadcasting System that they said, we're going to see and we're going to let this format gel. And we're not going to sit there and kill it after a year. And they kept right. it on from 1969 until 1972. They gave it a three-year commitment. So you've got to give them credit. 415 area code. I'm not sure who that is, but can you unmute yourself, please? It's Edwin.
4: Um, I wanted oh, to it's let you know. Edwin. Really... Hey, hey Edwin. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I really Edwin. enjoyed the, the uh, John Miller thing, too. But I yeah. like that. I like the Coke commercial. i never heard that one before by the no. Moody Blues. No, and I liked uh, most of those songs that he played. So uh, I yeah. was yeah. Did you to what a they Coke did. on a Tuesday afternoon,
6: didn't it, Edwin? You know, so to speak, yeah. Was like that.
1: yeah. Well, it was an unusual Coke commercial. Something that you that you did not hear a lot of back then. Um, but it was unusual, and mm-hmm. they did. Not only did they do that show and. All, they had an oldie show that played do-up oldies on Sunday nights, and they also had a, sh- a, a show that actually came out of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the station. It was in Sam's. It was. Uh, it was called The Pop Chronicles, and it was produced by a guy named John Gilliland. And I believe it came out of. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to say KCBQ, or uh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, KRLA. I'm sorry. It came out of KRLA in Los Angeles, and it was called. The Pop Chronicles and other people who worked at CBS FM with Tom Clay, who you would remember from we've done him before on All Things Radio Live, yeah. And, and so, so it was definitely an interesting station, and uh, it kind of breaks my heart to see that it didn't last. But as but as my dad said, easy come, easy go. That's right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said to me. Oh.
3: And at least, oh, and at least, um, Jeff, they gave at least they gave it a chance. I mean, there's a lot of formats. Yeah. Even now, you'll see if they yeah. put it on and it doesn't work in a year or so, it's gone.
4: That's correct. But the, most of the, the, the time, you already know it's not going to work.
1: Correct. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to work initially, but sure. I was hope. But you know, like like you, I think we all have formats that we like that we know just aren't going to last. Like Absolutely. Us. And that was sure. one of those that I, that I liked. Yep. And. You know, I'd listen to it with my dad in the car and he'd just come on. I want to hear WNEW, but he'd let me listen to it. He says, you know, this isn't bad. They play a lot of they play everything, don't they? And I said, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. I guess I had a a cool dad because he didn't really complain too much when I played with the radio, maybe because I wouldn't wouldn't have stopped even if he asked me to. So there
6: you go. Maybe (laughs) that's probably
1: the reason, Bill. What did I, you know, all the talking here and poor Bill's been so quiet. What did you think of the radio station?
2: I well... Musically, I guess they were okay, but I could tell. Listen to that last dish. He didn't sound like an album rock dish. He sounded like he was on Social Security. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, that was, music here, I you thought know. he had
6: a nice, relaxed, smooth sound. To yeah, it but it didn't fun, fit the you know? format.
2: But they were playing public service commercials. And, I mean, New York City. You guys in New York City think you're better than everybody and this that, and the other. And that station, I mean, I understand why you would be connected with it and you liked it and we've all been connected to those formats. But that station, to me, just didn't sound like they had it. I mean, that's just my...
1: Well, we already know it didn't last, so you 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 can't go up there. Unfortunately, but, but
2: you know, it just didn't... Music-wise, personality-wise, it it just... Mm -hmm. We didn't hear Bill Brown on that particular... No, uh,
1: but he, he did work there. All the radio announcers had weird shifts. They they would be uh 1 to 5 5 to 9 9 to 9 to 1 and they had kind of strange shift but when they started it was the, it was like 5:30 to 9:30 9:30 to 1:30 you don't see that too often where uh, yeah and they also had the idea of trying to get listeners by doing 101 minutes of non-stop music and uh, oh, yeah. but history
2: repeats itself remember uh, when recently when they changed from oldies to Jack FM, they tried it again and it didn't work. Uh, they they
1: Well that te- Jack FM if they had done any other radio station but the oldies format, it probably would have done okay. But they did one oh one point and people real and Sean you weren't around them but people were really upset. And from two Oh, well, I heard about it though from I heard
5: about it from people in two thousand five. You there were people posting all over about it and that's why I said, I said Well what if they had flipped one oh two seven to Jack F M it would have worked.
0: right?
1: Or 92.3. Or, or uh, well, that, that, that was when Howard worked.
5: Stern was still there wrapping up, but they could have still flipped it to Jack. Yeah. Well, they
1: could have. That was right. Yeah, they could
5: have.
2: But we've all had stations, I, like stations like that, stations that, that
1: Jeff. So. So. That's true. Yeah. All but right. Well, Jeff,
2: we've then. all had stations like that, so...
1: Oh, we all... Yep. Believe me, I've been in Syracuse where there were stations that, that we knew wouldn't last. I have. been all sorts of stations like that. This but, is not unusual. I remember... I remember when the
5: album rock station never, in San Antonio, 99.5 KISS, flipped in 1990. It was an iconic rock station. They tried to go oldies with it. and I mean, if it had been any other station, it might have worked as an oldies, but they lasted a year and a half, and they were back to rock, and they were, and they were like going, sorry, we didn't change this format, but we're bringing it back. The new owners were
4: apologizing for what the old owners did. And it was.
2: Bernie, you were going to say something. We, we
4: never had. We never had any album rock stations in Indianapolis until, uh, like, 1977 or 78.
1: By the way, if, before except, we go... Except uh, the Pirate Station. To, yes. That's true. By the way, before we go, if you can ever rent or find the movie, the movie is called FM and had uh, the song by Steely Dan. FM, no static at all. That was part of the movie. It's about a radio station and the goings-on in the radio station. It's not—it's a fictional movie, but I think you guys might enjoy the movie if you get to see it. Yeah.
6: Okay.
5: Yeah, my definition of album rock, of course, I always think, like, because me being the, younger, so I was hearing all the ZZ Top and Steve Ravon and ACDC and Metallica, Led Zeppelin,
1: Black, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, you know. That, but that, it, that's how it, sort it, we started getting it, the in the early 80s. In difference you, Sean, that's not album rock. Album rock is what you heard on CBS FM, album rock isn't playing the same crappy uh, classic. Well, rock no, it songs wasn't over. Wasn't and the
4: same. No, he's no, mean, I agree with it, John. he it's a different time. That's all. He's yeah, about. right. Because yeah, okay. in the
5: eighties, in the eighties, they were playing the same classic rock. They were going deep in, but it was a harder right, right. edge. It was a harder edge in the eighties. Yeah. Where now it's the I mean, same they playing, song. I don't man and Stones.
4: Yeah. yeah,
5: like they went seven deep into Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, mm-hmm. and in the 80s, now you only hear like one or two songs from that on the classic. It's
1: mm-hmm. <clears> great. <throat> how true.
2: Yeah, I, Well, how we got we another to... contrast, don't we, Jeff? Yeah. We're going to go all the we... way to Sydney.
1: There we go. Let's go to Sydney, so, Australia, and hear what classic it sounds like. I know you guys are going to cut off, but maybe if we could just, maybe next week we'll uh, get some impressions after that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're going to go from... A great WCBS all the way to two CH. What a difference. Thank you every the panel. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And enjoy.
1: I'm getting the beer. Okay. Right. Go do it. Yeah. This week K-1. in a featured station yeah. segment, we're traveling back to Australia, Sydney, Australia, which is located in the state of New South Wales, and we're going to listen to radio station 2CH. Australia, like Europe, is trying to get rid of analog radio, and 2CH is one of those radio stations that transmits in digital mode only. The radio station broadcasts a classic its format, and you're going to hear how mornings sound on this radio station. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy 2CH Digital on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
11: Uniting aged care services. Find out more or at uniting.org.
7: Sunny today with showers likely later on, a top of 25 in the city, 28 in our west. Wet conditions tomorrow, 23. Possible heavy falls on Thursday, 21. And the 60s and 70s lunch breaks are back this afternoon from 12. Classic hits, 2CH breakfast is thanks to Solar Bright. Considering installing solar power? Head to solarbright.com.au.
11: Your home of Feel Good Classic Hits from the 60s and 70s to CH. Classic, it's 2CH 11 past 6. Martha and the Vandellas and Clapton. Yes, it seems we might have a couple of issues this morning. I've got uh, Jimmy the Tech, who's the best in the business, uh, onto it. Might be just with DAB. Good morning to you, Shane. You might be listening on the app, but um, yes, apparently it's uh, throughout the organisation. So uh, I'd let them know. Ken, if you're able to listen in another way, you might not be able to. Uh, I'd let them know in Melbourne at uh, just before 5 o'clock, so uh, if anyone else is having problems with DAB, could you let me know in the text, and then I can tell Jimmy, which is uh, 0437 979 160, but the app, I just checked myself, both of them uh, are okay, so uh, we're on to it, so we'll get uh, the music to you as soon as we possibly can. Meantime, the bearings for the day for those who are listening this morning on this, what will be, lovely Tuesday, but enjoy it while you've got it, because it's the last one, and uh, it's troubling to have to tell you, there's more rain and a lot of it uh, on the way for Everybody, South Queensland, the Northern Rivers and here in Sydney. Very big day of rain on Thursday, up to 100 mils again. I know, <laughs> it's getting to be very tiresome. But the bearings for the day is, while we play, or the bearings for the day are, to be grammatically correct, while we play the music for you, which is much better fun, it is the fifth day of April. It's a Tuesday in 2022. That's why he's the king. Elvis Presley quarter past six at Classic. It's two sets. You know, on August 16, I'll never forget that date, uh, this year, it'll be 45 years since we lost Elvis. It seems not real, doesn't it? But of course, you can relive the whole thing at that Bendigo Art Gallery and everybody, Eddie tells me and everyone who's been Dale and Marilyn down there in Victoria, that it's just magnificent. And it's there till July and we're going to make the lovely one and I an attempt to get down there between now and then. Uh, But us getting out of the house is a bit problematic We've got a bloody menagerie at our place. <laughs> We've all got to be looked after. Uh, quarter past six. More music coming up in a tick. Do you have a legal matter that you're unsure about? Call Bryden's Lawyers today for an appointment with one of their expert team. Whether it be a claim for
10: compensation, family law proceedings or the purchase of your first home, Bryden's Lawyers are the
11: lawyers who will support you when you need it most. Bryden's Lawyers. The name you know and the lawyers you trust. Call one 848 848
10: or visit au.
7: Brydens Lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. Classic Hits 2CH Breakfast is thanks to SolarBright. Considering installing solar power? Head to solarbright.com.au Take Classic Hits 2CH with you. Wherever you go, so tune in on our 2CH app to listen on any device, anywhere, anytime. Classic Hits 2CH. Kits
11: 2 CH 620. Keep oh, John Lennon, you sexy thing you. Keep well he was. <laughs> Beatles and hot chocolate at Classic Hits 2CH Tuesday morning 624. Classic. It's TCH at 627. Oh, my goodness, my friends. That tragedy in the Blue Mountains with the landslide. 49-year-old fella and his nine-year-old boy have gone, and uh, mum and another boy, 14, are very uh, unwell uh, and in hospital. Look. um... There were warnings about uh, that area, the Wentworth Pass uh, hiking track, but that doesn't detract from the tragedy of it. And uh, just terrible, you know, our beautiful blue mountains, and uh, was the scene of great distress uh, yesterday for everybody involved. Terrible. Uh, Twenty-eight minutes after six.
7: Classic hits, two ch breakfast is thanks to Solar Bright. Considering installing solar power? Head to SolarBright.com.au.
11: We believe Sydney is the world's most beautiful city. Our opera house, the harbour, botanical gardens, beaches, restaurants and the historical rocks. The best city with the best music. Sydney's Classic Hits 2CH. 28 to 7. Sydney's Classic Hits 2CH. 25 to 7. Oh, such a superb piece of music, that classic. hits 2CH with Spooky. And I can't tell you why. Don't be asking me. I can't tell you why about anything. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> better believe it. 20 to 7 at CH...
7: Riverwood, Rose Bay to Rooty Hill. Sydney's classic hits 2CH. 17 to
11: 7.
0: Midnight at the Oasis.
11: The last couple, Joey Scarberry, and I love that song. Midnight at the Oasis, Maria Moldau. Well, where are you going to find one of them? I suppose you could go out to the Simpson Desert and uh, find a billabong, but it's not the same. Mind you, there'd be camels out there, a lot of wild camels, you know that? Uh, (laughs) Feral camels out in the middle of Australia. There is, true. My God, they are nasty spitting things with the worst halitosis in the history of the world, camels. Uh, what's the purpose for them to exist? Well, right across the desert, I suppose. Oh, listen, I did say to you that... Um, and by the way, Glenn, um, on the, are you listening still uh, on the text line? Uh, send me a text if uh, I'm mistaken or not. Did you say you've had your fourth booster shot or you're about to have it? Well, it's got to be... I've checked. Uh, and I told you I'd let you know. It's got to be four months after your third. So I had my third one, I think, on the... Tw- 27th of December. So I'm eligible uh, towards the end of April for booster shot number four. And, uh, you know, booster shot number three, uh, we're at about 60%. I think um, having injections has sort of slackened off a bit because we've got a little bit uh, on the cavalier side with COVID. And I don't know that that's a great idea just yet. (laughs) 12 to 7.
7: Now, a 60 spotlight.
11: Classic Hits 2CH. 10 to 7. Trailer for sale or rent. Two hours. 60 Spotlight. Classic Hits 2CH. Eight to seven. She was a kid uh, during the war and started performing then. She'll be 90 this year in November. The incredible Petula Clark. You're the One, and Roger Miller is that, my friends, one of the top ten country songs of all time. I'm working on it. Classic hits to such. Morning, Annie. It's a lovely day today. It really is, and the music's great. But, uh, yes, after today, in fact, beginning tonight, it's going to be raining again, and a lot of it. So be aware... 5 to
1: 7 go,
11: to ch
1: Digital from Sydney, Australia, and you really know that the world is a global village when you can listen to that radio station from wherever you are on the internet. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net, or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595, that's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett.